Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What is up and welcome to Believe in High School Basketball. I'm your host, Bryce Ronquillo. So thankful, so grateful to be on air in 2021. Thank you for joining me. Episode 9 coming your way. Believe in High School Basketball is proud to be a part of the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals and the number one network in Los Angeles for sports podcasts. Let's get it. Happy New Year to all the high school hoops fans out there. Very excited to get going with today's show. Maddie Kovac joins me today. Welcome back on the show, Maddie. Hi, good morning. Thanks, thanks for having me back. I, I love doing this stuff, and uh, it's always good to be here. Yeah, it's it's, it's going to be. We got we got a good show for you guys today. So we'll we'll get the show un, underway in a bit. But before that, please take a moment if you have not to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It costs you nothing, and it lets the algorithm know that you think the show is dope, and will push it out to more people. Leave a review as well if you feel so inclined. We we got a good show for y'all today, and I, I'm 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 excited to get to to get into it. We're we're gonna cover some heavy topics, and there was some recent news that shook up the basketball community this past week, and we're gonna get into that. We're gonna talk about it, but before then, Maddie, how was your New Year? A uh, very uh, quiet, a uh, very safe. Um, I actually worked most of New Year's Eve, so. I uh, pretty much only had time to get home and say hello to the family, um, but um, it's done. I'm here, and uh, I'm ready to go. Just uh, keep keep the ball rolling and uh, win the day. <laughs> yeah, that that was, seems like the story for most people, although there was a ton of fireworks going on over here. Um, oh, same here. Same here. <laughs> yeah, P- Pomona really, really uh, went off the other night. That's for sure. I'm sure the same in Azusa. Yeah, same in Azusa, and I was as I was uh, driving home from work uh, down the uh, 605. I got a I got a nice uh, aerial display of of uh, some uh, pyrotechnics, if you will. It was uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was quite the show. Um, but yeah, people just uh, people enjoy their fireworks, and I mean, outside of Fourth of July, it was it was right up there, and it went on it went on for a while through the night in Azusa, and I'm and I'm sure the same thing in Pomona. Yeah, exactly, and uh, people were probably excited to get through with 2020 and move on to a, a new year, and so um, for many, you know, for for all of us, really, 2020 uh, really just gave us a ton of challenges, And um, but, you know, there there were some good things also, and so you got to take the good with the bad, and so how, how was your, your 2020? How, how would you describe your year? Um, honestly, fast. I, you know, as tough as it was out there and, and some of the things taken away, I was still blessed enough to maintain my, my job. Um, family was healthy, friends healthy. Um, it got to the point where, um, of course, I'm thankful that I'm I'm still able to work and, and continue that along the front line. But you kind of, at least for me, I kind of minimized the outside noise to where I was keeping track of, of numbers like a lot of people. Uh, COVID thing, but it just got to the point where you wake up, you check yourself and how you feeling. Then you check on family, you check on friends. Um, I check in with some coaches out there, check in with some high school and college college players, see how they're doing, see how they're hanging in there. Um, and it it's you know it kind of got into the routine, and I just you know once you find once I found a new rhythm, I guess maybe Aprilish, you know it just. It just takes off, like they say. It's so redundant, but time waits for no one, you know. So you just you got to go out there and, and make the best of it. And um, as much much as I miss being in the gym, I was able to find a good rhythm and just just keep on rolling. So, so just just very lucky, very blessed. Yeah, for for me, you know, twenty twenty actually, I I'm, I'm very grateful for some of the things that happened. You know, this past mm-hmm. year, I I got married. I. Uh, <laughs> I graduated college, got to start this platform and, and like me and, you know, or like you said, you know, I, I got to, you know, I got to keep working and, you know, keep supporting, you know, my, my family. And it's, uh, you know, it, it, there's definitely been blessings throughout the entire journey. 
um, even with all the challenges, even without being able to interact with people or like you said, be in the gym as much as we would, we would like to be. Um, right. You know, it's, it's, I was listening to my, my old, my old head coach, coach, coach Peter Bond that at APU that, you know, me and you both know pretty well. He was on a podcast, a D2 basketball podcast. And he was talking about when this past, you know, March, when we were at the, uh, the, the D2, uh, tournament and we were getting ready to play Cal State San Bernardino in the first round. And, we got the news while we were practicing that the tournament was canceled. And, and man, just to hear that again, it was so heartbreaking. Um, and to, to, to just remember that, you know, that, that moment being taken away from us. But uh, it, it kind of reminded me, one, just how good of a team that was and how grateful I was to be a part of that. But um, like you said, time waits for no one. You know, these things are going to happen and we got to adjust. So, yeah, there's, there's a lot we can take from this past year for sure. Oh, no doubt. I, I remember that, too. I, I was, geez, it was Friday. Was it Friday morning or Thursday morning? Because I was, I had my stuff. Yeah, it was I like was gonna go down. I was going to go down there. <laughs> I was going to go down there for the first round. And uh, I checked in with a lot of the coaches in the conference. They were all able to, you know, get me on their list. And then, yeah, once you kind of knew it was coming, but you just weren't sure. And you're like, waiting. you got one foot out the door. And, and then, yeah, dang, it just. Yeah, that was that was tough. That was tough. But I mean, it, it's it's crazy how fast it went, and here we are, twenty twenty one already. Exactly. Um, any New Year's resolutions? Do 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 you believe in them? I, I'm not much of a New Year's resolution guy. But uh, what about you? What do you got any? Uh, I believe in them. I think some people hold them very close to their chest, um, and honestly, make them happen. Uh, me, not so much. It's pretty much the same thing. Just keep rolling, stay healthy, stay positive, and uh, uh, just share share your energy, especially now more than ever. I mean, if you're comfortable with what's going on now, and if you feel that you can help somebody out just with a conversation, with a text, or just, just anything to bring a smile to their face, or, or just something, you know? I mean, that's another thing. You wear masks, you know? I, I miss smiling <laughs> at people. <laughs> you know, just sharing energy and stuff like that, but, you know, you just, you find new ways to to exude yourself to help others out. So that's just, just keep that going. And, and hopefully we can, uh, you know, get re- return to some kind of level of normalcy. But I mean, you know, each day is something new and it's a challenge. And, you know, like a lot of coaches say, you got to go out there and win the day. So. Yeah, absolutely. Um, before we, we get into some more, some more topics and, we, we move on here. Uh, some quick housekeeping for my listeners. We are moving the record date or the post date, excuse me, for um, from Thursday to Monday. So this show will no longer be coming out weekly on Thursdays. It's going to come out every week on Mondays. Uh, so make sure you guys take note of that. And uh, just if you go on Thursday expecting to see a show, it's not going to be there every Monday. I, I got a new job. Got to pay the bills, you know, and so I got to move things around, and now every show uh, will drop on Monday. Uh, so make note of that. And um, there have been a ton of guys, Maddie, at the next level from SoCal, you know, your your realm here, um, that are really just getting it done at the NBA level and at the college level. And, you know, I think one of the more notable ones, um, LaMelo Ball in Charlotte, the number three pick, He's got a couple got a couple rough games, but then also had some really good games. Uh, what are your thoughts early on on Lamelo's kind of his start here in the NBA? Uh, just the little bit that I've seen, it looks how it should. Um, you get your flashes of brilliance, uh, you get your mistakes, but I mean, like him, like any other rookie right now, is I mean, there's getting thrown into the fire, and then there's getting thrown into the I mean, just a blazing furnace, just. Um, how these guys have to handle it with no summer league, no legitimate training camp. And that goes for all players, but just the rookies. Right. Um, just just getting tossed in so fast. But again, like we, we talked about last, I, I think he's going to be fine. Um, he looks, from what I've seen, looks comfortable out there for the most part. Um, as I've said, one, one thing that I've seen when you watch him play, it's just so hard to speed him up. And he just looks so comfortable within his own pace. Um, and you, and you get some of that within the highlights. So, I mean, so far so good. 
Um, another another SoCal kid last night, uh, Jordan uh, McLaughlin from uh, Clam City and Anawanda, what ten points? I think. Is he still with the Nets or who's he? Oh no, he's with the Timberwolves, right? uh, Minnesota, yeah, Yeah. Minnesota last night came came off the bench and and contributed. Uh, I think they lost a close one, but um, yeah, he's he's out there, and I'm gonna pull that up real quick. They lost to the Wizards last night. Yeah, shout out to J Mac, man. He he was he was a year older than me, or he was my age. I, I can't remember, but man, was he so exciting in in high school. Uh, those matchups versus uh, modern day that Etiwanda had, and back back then, modern day was invincible. You know, no one could beat them, <laughs> and and the Etiwanda was the one team that every time they played them, it went down to to the wire. And J Mac had some moments that kind of seared him in that SoCal high school like legend. You know, you could go back, pull up the Ball Is Life highlight tapes, and he just does amazing stuff at. What is he five five eleven five ten like, just doing yeah. amazing stuff. <laughs> yeah, ten ten points, four rebounds, and twenty four minutes off the bench last night. So yeah, he's he's out there contributing, and so, yeah, any any time it's it's always fun to see the local guys, and then for your for your experience, guys that you played with, you know, seeing them on the next level. Yeah, exactly, and you know he's that's a good spot. You know, you're playing behind Ricky Rubio, and uh, they you know they have some other good guards there, and so. That's a chance for him to uh, to really get get his get inside the rotation and you know shout out to J Mac. Let's I want to see more of that from him. Um, what about in um, in in college? Also, there there's been a ton of guys that that have really had some meaningful minutes. I see you tweeting all the time about some SoCal guys uh, really doing well at the college level. Uh, what what are your early thoughts on? Um, this is a guy I mean you have talked a lot about uh, on uh, Lamont Butler. Uh, it just—I mean, you hear the you hear the things in uh, preseason when they're going through their practices and camps, just how how well he's adapting and and learning the game at the next level. Um, you know, you come from a structured program like uh, Riverside Poly. Shout out to our friend Coach Dodson out there. Um, and it just looks like, you know, guys like him and there's, there's a few others who just step in and there's just, there's no flinch. What I like to say, you know, they just, they soak it all in. They're a sponge, they're coachable. Um, and their games are just so natural that, you know, you take that next step. Yeah. There's, there's, you got your learning curve and you got your bumps in the road, but you know, a natural point guard like him, is just going to fit in so smoothly and you've seen the box scores and you've seen some of the highlights and clips and, you know, so far so good for him. And, and you know him as well as I, he's just such an easy kid to root for. So he's, he's off and running, he's contributing, you know, whether it's, you know, five minutes or 15 minutes, you know, he's little by little, you know, I I think eventually he'll have the keys to that offense. Um, And I I think they see it. Uh, The coach Dutcher and Acker and those guys, uh, they see the, the future and they see it they see they see what we saw pretty much <laughs> right so you know the, the, the smile the personality and the the ability to lead without not really saying much you know he's just he's one of those guys that i think a lot of people are going to like and, and follow very closely yeah the most impressive part for me watching him is you know you look at the you look at the stats and nothing jumps off is like super impressive like you said it's five minutes here 12 minutes maybe 15 mm-hmm. minutes, but this is a kid who from day one at Riverside Poly, he was the guy as a freshman. Yeah. He was the guy. <laughs> freshman, yep. junior, or sophomore, junior, senior year, he was the guy, and he gets to San Diego State, very competitive, and you're not the guy, and yet he still is going and making an impact. And like you said, if you, the stats don't do him justice. If you look at the clips, if you watch the game, the plays he is making, it's like, a steal or a tipped uh, a tipped pass yep. for a layup it's getting an assist in a, at a big moment it, it's just he's an impact guy and for me that has been the most impressive part yeah he's uh, no doubt um and just you know other guys that were so good out here but are making a big like a guy who jumps out right away is is another guy you know pretty well Cameron Shelton yeah, and Cam Shelton. What he's, yeah, what he's doing in Northern Arizona, and 
you know, when you saw the kid in high school, like I can, you know, I, I when he, before he transferred to Damien, uh, when he was at Chino Hills, I remember going to their practices. Um, and in, in the scrimmages, you know, when they would break teams up, the team that played with Cam Shelton usually won those scrimmages. And this is when they had your Ball Brothers and your Big O and your, your Eli Scott and so on. So you just knew right away from the beginning that, you know, this kid's special, this kid's different. And, you know, I believe he's a West Coast elite kid, so you know him well. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's just, he's got that dynamic where guys just follow and he's, he's so competitive and he plays so hard. And, you know, you, it's one of those guys where you kind of ignore the stats. It's like, just put him out there. He's going to make stuff happen. You know, you, oh, turnover ball, but he's going to get it back with a steal. He's going to get it back with a charge. He's his just his energy is is so magnetic, and and it's just great to see him doing well. What's I think he had 17 against Gonzaga, uh, number one team in the country. Um, I think it was earlier this week or late last week. Um, but yeah, it, it's great to see him. Um, I don't know if you want to want me to keep going with guys, or if you have anybody else you want to throw out there. Yeah, no, just on Cam Shelton, obviously I was around him a lot being a West Coast elite, and uh, he he was on, on that, you know, undefeated national Chino Hills team. He was the, the relief guy for like five minutes or, you know, sometimes you get yeah. a little more than that because <laughs> they played five guys and that's who was out there the entire time, just the way it was. But uh, he went to Damien and, you know, there there were some doubters or there was, you know, a lot of that and he went and he showed that he could lead a program and, 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 yep. and do that. And, and so I'm not surprised at all that he's kind of done a similar thing going to Northern Arizona, not exactly known for their basketball pedigree, but he is uh, shining there and he's taking leadership uh, and doing it against, like you said, the top team in the country and uh, staying on Gonzaga, Dominic Harris, who's also a, a, a SoCal kid um, playing at Rancho Christian and he's there, and he's you know was a high recruit, and this is a team that it might be one of the most complete teams in the country. And if Jeez. they don't win yeah. it all this year, I, I'd be very surprised. But you know he he's doing. I, I'm I'm impressed with him because in limited minutes he he knows his role. He comes in to score the ball, and and really yeah. just does a good job of that. What have your What are your thoughts been on how Dom Harris has been been doing? Uh, same with him. So far, so good. And just watching the the um, development of his game come along. I mean, see him. See, I remember him as a freshman at a Pacific yeah. Christian with that 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 cool little group that Coach Barakoff had. And this is when our friend uh, Coach Gasporo was on their staff, and the uh, Coach Vargas. And um, but yeah, just watching that group grow, and then seeing where his game developed to the point where he gets to a national power at Gonzaga and and you saw you saw it as he developed through high school like everything got better just uh, shot selection being more efficient understanding the game better feel for the game um, but like you said he comes he he knows his role that's for sure and he, I'm sure he loves his role <laughs> he was <laughs> he was so good at it but um, just to find the minutes on that team like you say it's the mm-hmm. most balanced team um, they're, they're so good. They're, it's a great combination of, of older and younger guys and just guys who are really good. I mean, yeah. So, but yeah, just, just to find a niche on a, on a, in a program like that is, is pretty impressive. An, another guy who, who is, uh, you, you brought up on, on your Twitter feed, uh, just tweeting about guys who've been doing well is, uh, St. John Bosco's Christian James, uh, who I didn't know this, but he, he's getting starter minutes over at Eastern Michigan and, uh, the reason I, I bring him up is because when he was in at at Bosco, I, I don't think he got his first D one offer until maybe you know his senior year. Uh, I could be mistaken on that, but you know he he was seen as a long time as, as just really under. I, I would I would say he was a little bit underappreciated. I'm sure a lot of a lot of schools really didn't know what they were getting uh, with Christian right. James, uh, but I think he showed that that senior year of Bosco especially that he he could be a leader uh and he could compete against the 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 top teams like the modern days and I I could be wrong on this but I that might be the year they tied for the Trinity League uh for first place I know they beat modern day 
something that, you know, a lot of Trinity teams have not been able to do. And so uh, seeing Christian James getting some starter minutes at Eastern Michigan and, and doing well, I, I think is super, super awesome to see. Uh, I agree. Um, and I, I, you nailed it. I think that's the first year that uh, Coach Dunn really cemented his, uh, his standards uh, toward the culture that he wants. Um, and yeah, I think in the same week they won at modern day and they won, not at modern, well, they beat modern day and they beat Santa Margarita. And those were two wins for mm-hmm. the program just in, in a back-to-back sequence that were really big, but you're, you're exactly right. And I think, you know, those who watched them enough knew his value. Um, I think I talked to one of their, one of uh, his coaches now at Eastern Michigan and, you know, he asked me, why isn't he, doesn't he have more offer? And, you know, you've heard these conversations before. Why doesn't he have more offers? It's like, uh, well, I don't know, but I know what I saw. I mean, the, you know, he's, you can't really, especially at the high school level, from what I saw, he's one of those, um, what I like to say, play all and guard all five, mm-hmm. where he, you can, at the high school level, you have a guy like him, you can put him in all five positions. He can guard all five positions, whether he's, he'll compete, you know, whether he's an undersized guarding a big or whether he's, guarding a point guard. He's, he's just, from what I thought, he's just a basketball player. So you get a guy like that, you plug him into your program. And I just, I don't see you not having success with him. And, you know, just when you see a kid like that, who, like you say, just doesn't get the offers that he should, and it happens all the time, but it's just great to see him again, find a niche and find a home to where he can contribute and he can show everybody, Hey, you missed on me. And, you know, I'm going to go out there and make you pay. So I think he's going to enjoy doing that as time goes on for him over there. Yeah, he he was the the MVP of the Trinity League, and I'm not sure if he had a a, a D1 offer yet, or he only had like one D1 offer, which was Eastern Michigan. And so, usually the Trinity League MVPs are the likes of you know the Stanley Johnsons and the the those yeah. guys that are you know like bona fide Power Five starters and NBA prospects, and he, he showed that you know. You know, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna jump to say like yeah he's an NBA prospect I don't know um, <laughs> maybe you know I, I haven't seen him enough but um, like you said he just flat out worked and he he got the job done he got better and and they had a really good group at at Bosco that year and uh, he he was the the leader of that group that really I think brought them all together to m- get that success. Yeah, definitely. I I, I completely agree with that. Um, just, just a great job by Coach Dunn, who I, I got to see as I was growing up in my coaching career at Ayala. He was coaching up on the other side in, uh, at Damien uh, in the old Sierra League. So um, I got to he, – he took some shots early, but as Damien got better, they, they went on to, you know, kick our butts. And, and then now that he's a Bosco, he's got his, his standards at the program, and, and it's just fun to see them, you know, competing every year in the Trinity League. Um, Anybody else you'd like to cover? I got some some more names real quick. Or yeah, go for it. Who else have you seen that's that's done well? Uh, just um, again, familiar guys. Uh, two Long Beach Poly guys. Uh, Jordan Williams of Santa Clara is getting good minutes. Um, the big guy, Miles Johnson uh, from Long Beach Poly. Yeah, um, contributing heavily for. Uh, Rutgers, who I believe is number 14, or they're definitely in the top 20 in the country, um, seven and one right now. So, I mean, he's, he's been coming off the bench and I think he started the last couple games. Um, it's just great to see a guy like that. Who's got such a, uh, great reputation off the court, um, contributing on the court and, and for a team that's kind of, you know, on the outside, not so much on the outside looking as a national contender, but they'll definitely be in the mix, uh, come March. Um, Another guy, how you brought up Christian James, who was kind of unheralded, Jamal Hartwell at George Mason. Yeah. Um, I mean, just just kind of like you mentioned with Dominic Harris, coming off the bench and just getting buckets. <laughs> you know, and he was he was another guy who was kind of unheralded, a little little. I don't want to say undersized because you know I, I think size just and sometimes so overrated. But just the heart of him and, and his will, ability to compete and just put the ball in the basket. Um, so it's just great to see him find his niche at a place like George Mason. And, uh, you know, they really rely on him to come out off the bench and, and contribute. So it's just really cool to see these uh, these, these SoCal guys. Um, 
the guys in Montana. You got uh, Brandon Whitney, Kyle Owens, uh, Josh Vasquez, Bishop Montgomery. Those three, all three of those guys have found yeah. their way either in the <laughs> starting lineup, in the starting lineup, or within you know getting key minutes off the bench. So um, Montana yeah, has really come in and, and found the underappreciated guys in SoCal and said, "Hey, man. Well, come over here." <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And and we've seen all three of those guys, and we saw their yeah. value and 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 how good they are. But hey, they're playing D one ball, and they're at a place you know that they are wanted, and that they're they're at a place that they are contributing. So that's you know that's the bottom line. You know, find a place where you're wanted, and and find your niche and contribute. Ooh, that's that's powerful, man. That, that's powerful. <laughs> Some of these these kids need to hear that. Find where you're wanted. Find where you're gonna fit in, and you're gonna contribute. Don't go no to doubt. the, I mean, man, there's so many times where we just see like, and not, not just with SoCal kids, but you, you see the, you know, especially at the higher end players, you, you see that, that Duke offer, you see that Kentucky offer and it's just yep. so attractive and man, like, especially with like Duke, like that's kind of been the, the school where SoCal players have gone to die. And <laughs> like, they, <laughs> they have like, the list just goes on and on of the players that from from this area that have gone to Duke and just have not lived up to, to expectations or, or what it is. And it just goes to show like the, the big offer from those schools may not be the right choice. Right. And it's just crazy. (laughs) Yeah. And it's like we said, it's just great to see those SoCal guys finding a home. Um, Couple others real quick, Paris Dawson at Portland state. Uh, coming off the bench so far and giving uh, getting double digit minutes, um, and a couple of uh, brothers last night uh, at the uh, NAI level for uh, William Jessup, Malik Corey, and Miles Corey from uh, Diamond Bar High School. Uh, both, uh, I believe, uh, Malik ten points off the bench and Miles nine points, um, starting in a loss to College of Idaho. So, yeah, I mean, there's still other guys I'm sure we missed there, but it's just, again, it's just great to see our representation of Southern California basketball at the next level, whether it's NAIA or D2 or Division One. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's so much talent out there, and we could go on for two hours about about the <laughs> the guys that are out there playing, but we, we do have some, some stuff, some important stuff to talk about, and at least I think so. And um, as many of you probably saw – on on Twitter, um, just heartbreaking news, um, and you know we're we're gonna dive into it, and I I want to I want this to be a moment where just you know where where we could we can discuss it and we can really find out how how we could learn from this as a basketball community, and um, you know it it, it really it really hits hard because this this is you know someone someone I know and you know the it was it was Wednesday Wednesday afternoon um the news of Bishop Gorman point guard uh class of 2021 and a UNLV signee uh Zayon Collins um who was was uh was speeding and he was going uh 88 anywhere from 88 to 100 they're saying uh, in a in a 35 zone, and um, and crashed and in into a, into someone who was turning onto the street, and you know Zion or, or Zion sustained some minor injuries, went to the went to the hospital, but the the, the same can't be saying for for the other guys, Eric uh, Echevadia, who was uh, 52 years old, a Las Vegas resident, former military, worked as a custodian in a local school, uh, and his injuries were, were fatal, unfortunately. He died later later that day, and uh, they're still trying to figure out the exact cause and manner of death, but uh, Zayon, who he appeared before before a judge the, the very next day, um, said that he didn't see the the, the car kind of just popped out of nowhere. And, um, man, it, this whole situation just is really unfortunate. It, it really sucks. Um, and, you know, he, he, Zayon is right now, got, he got released with no bail. 
and he's on you know the highest level of monitoring monitoring as the the judge said i think he's got an ankle monitor uh not sure if he's allowed to leave the house or not definitely can't drive um and any of that but man this is just this is just such a such a tough uh thing to hear and and first and foremost my heart you know aches and, and breaks for the family of Vechavadia who you know he he did have he did have kids and he you know has a family that um you know they they're they no longer have have one of their loved ones with them and so my heart breaks for that every time a human life is lost we should mourn and 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 be in pain for that um but my heart also breaks for Zayon you know this is someone who you know no no prior incidents i've personally talked to him I've personally seen him play and great kid from what from what I knew and from the time I spent around him um really respectful and just an all-around really good player and I think we saw you know obviously he was committed to UNLV decided to stay home and he had some he had some Pac-12 offers as well but um the in the police report they said they found some leafy substance in his in his car um and he did appear to be appear to be under the influence uh while while driving so man i i want to hear your your first initial thoughts maddie and um then we could kind of go into a little bit more on how we could as a community as a basketball community one recover from this and uh and also just learn from this mistake well, like you say, I mean, just to be blunt, I mean, the whole thing sucks. <laughs> I mean, I, I yeah. shouldn't laugh, but it it really does. You, you, it's funny, you, I forget who said this. I think it was uh, Petros Papadakis on PMS. Like mm-hmm. sports is the, sports is the toy department of life. Mm-hmm. Like you kind of, you kind of venture it uh, into it. And especially, you know, within our circle, within the high school basketball sports, it's a great you know, get away a cutoff point from, you know, the bigger things in life, you know, whether it's real life situations, jobs and family stuff and so on. Um, but when something like this enters into that department, it's just, it's, it's such a, I guess, a reality check of how things can change on you so fast. And, you know, you try to step away from it to see both sides. You know, I know, no, I mean, you, you've known and you, you've talked to Zayon. I, I, I don't know him. I don't know anyone in his circle. Um, so it's, you, you, you want to see both ends here and you, you look at both perspectives and neither side is going to give into the, the other perspective. You know, you have a family who plain and simple lost the leader of their family. And no matter what Zion's side can say, you can't, you can't fix that. Then of course on Zion's side, you're, you're, you know, you're going to defend your kid no matter what. Um, and it, it's, it's just a, you know, you, you see a bad decision on top of another bad decision on top of another bad decision. And it's, you know, it's, it's, you, you, you just look at it from the outside. It's like, okay, why, why are you doing this? Okay. You're and you take your next step. Well, you shouldn't do that. Why are you doing that? And then your next step. And then it just, it just snowballs into the absolute worst situation possible. And, you know, and now it's, it's, you got, you have your why, like, why did you do that? why are you getting in the car or why did you do the prior things that got you into the state of mind to, to lead to this? And, um, just again, the, the, the levels of peril here on both sides, it's, it's, it's painful to look at. It's, uh, it's just a tough situation. And I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still not sure what to to make of it. I, I really don't because I'm on so far the outside of this, um, even though it is within the basketball circle, it just, uh, it's, you, you hope the best for both sides, but it's, you know, it's, it's hard to 
un- understand. It's, yeah, you're it's absolutely so right. I think that's where a lot of people are, are 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 at right now. It's just we're we're shocked, we're we're hurt, we're um just trying to wrestle with these emotions as as like I would like to put it. And um j- just some more like facts about what's going on. Um he 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 intend he already said he intends to plead not guilty and um mm-hmm. he he did he does have a very high profile lawyer in uh David Chesnoff from Goodman and Ches- okay. Chesnoff in Las Vegas um who represents like A-list celebrities and um politicians and athletes like literally the the list goes on and on and some of the guys like he's represented like Jackson family Cristiano Ronaldo, Britney Spears, um, and then like many high-level politicians in in Las Vegas and business people, and it's, so it's like okay, he's got a he's got a good lawyer, a very good lawyer with him, and you know I think you know kind of you know let's look at his side. Like for his sake, um, we we really do hope that this isn't something that that ruins his life. I think that's where a lot of people were going like, oh, his basketball career is over. His life is ruined from this. And I I don't necessarily agree with that one. I I don't think basketball is necessarily what defines Zayon as a person. In fact, I I believe it doesn't define him as a person. Um, Like you said, with I love that that quote from from Petros Papadakis that, you know, basketball or I'm sorry, sports is the, the toy uh, department, and I, I, I think that applies to this too. That even though that's a big part of who he is, it, it, you know, whatever result comes from this, um, it, it doesn't, it doesn't define him. And uh, uh, whatever result comes out of this, I'm, you know, I would love to encourage Zayon that, um, you know, basketball isn't isn't everything and you know one one quick story that you know doesn't really equate to the amount of uh weight that is on um this particular issue but i I do remember when i was in high school uh there was a guy that was a couple years older than me who you know quarterback of the high school team was you know beloved in the school was the man right and he ended up getting a scholarship to Oregon to go play football. And so he was supposed to go off and do great things. And, you know, second half of his senior year, he gets caught with um, having having weed in his car and gets kicked out of school and mm-hmm. loses his scholarship. And so this is a guy who at the time was like, that's it, his life is over. You know, and and I and you know he had some rough years where he was still just you know figuring stuff out. But last I heard, he he was going to law school and he was going to become a lawyer or or a doctor or something. And he really just turned his life around. Um, and like I said, his what he did is not the not the same thing. It doesn't equate. But I I think the point still stands that what what whatever happens in sports like. It doesn't define you. It didn't define that kid just because he lost his scholarship to Oregon that his life was over. And I think the same is the case with with Zayon. It's like moving forward from this, you know, if this is the end of basketball for you, it it doesn't it doesn't define who you're going to be as a person. Yeah, and it's one of those things where that's just I mean that's just out the window right now. You you have exited the toy department. And, you know, you're in a real life, everyday situation that you see across America. I mean, it gets no, it gets no harder than this. Like what comes next is, you know, something, I mean, you can, you can, you can't even prepare for that. I mean, it's it's extremely heavy. And then again, all the whys and now just all the what ifs, um, that are just going to stick over your head, you know, the rest of your life. And now it's, you know, it's up to your circle. It's up to your family to, to help you and, and protect you. Even if you, you, you are in the wrong there, there's, 
there's something about that within families where, you know, you, you make mistakes and this is just the ultimate mistake, but you do everything you can to help them through it and find some kind of ending to it. And that's just what families too, as, as bad as it is, you got to be there for them. And, and of course, you know, of course there's the other side to this where, you know, that their family, they, they lose the, the leader of, um, it's a very, I believe, you know, of their family. And it's, it's, it's heavy. It's, it's just, it's hard to wrap your head around, but uh, you, you don't want this to define it. And it, it will define him to the people who are just looking at this without having any understanding of, of, of Zayon as you do. And, and a lot of the others do in a circle, of course. So it's, it's real life, man. You, you hate to see it for anybody, but especially, you know, for a kid who had, you know, some big things coming his way and, you know, the, the whole dreams come through thing to play for the hometown college and play at the next level. Um, you know, that, that door's completely shut. Now, how do you handle that? And, uh, you know, I guess time will tell. It's, it's, wow. It's, it's a yeah, lot. Geez. Exactly. And, um, you know, it's, like I said, it's not really, I don't think it's either mine or your place to really say, like, this is how you handle, this is how you recover, this is, because we don't know that. that. Absolutely. We, we have <laughs> no, no idea. Yeah. And, and even though, like, I've talked to people that, that are a little closer to him, and um, I've kind of gotten that, it's like, I, I don't, I don't know him that well, I don't know his, what his circle looks like. What I do know is that, you know, Bishop Gorman has some great coaches, uh, that really care about their players. Vegas Elite, mm-hmm. his AAU team, they have some really good coaches that really care about their players. And that inner circle that he has around him, I know there's good people in there uh, that are, are going to help him uh, kind of get through this. And um, I, I trust that that he's in good hands. Um and now Zayon, just just so you know, if this ever gets to you or or someone in your circle, this this show, uh, just know, you know, I'm I'm praying for you, brother. I, I'm praying for for this whole situation. Um, and I, I I think one lesson that anyone who is just kind of sort of tuning in and and doesn't know much about it, or maybe you're you're uh, an aspiring, um, you're a high school player and you want to be. You know, you, you see the social media kind of culture that is built around, you know, some of these guys. That's much different from how things used to be, especially at this level. And you desire that. You desire, like, oh, you see, you know, the the lamello balls of the world who, who really have a huge social media following at a young age. Or, you know, the Imani Bates of the world who have been called Kevin Durant. Um, and the next Kevin Durant. I'm going to warn caution against that. Access to excess is not all it's cracked up to be. Hmm. It is it is truly a trap. And and what that is is like oh, desiring more than what you want. You you see what someone else has and you desire it. That that's what that's what you're shooting for. You desire that, you know you know, 100K social media followers, you desire that, that super, you know, that super nice car. You know, Zion was driving a, a Dodge Challenger. Um, he had a nice car. Um, he had the city really uh, behind him. He, he was the man at his high school. He, he had access to excess. He, he had a lot around him. He had a lot going for him. And and I don't know, like I said, I don't know the situation. And, and Zayon, I I'm definitely pulling for you here. But I think here here is the caution for for high school guys coming up is that when when you you have access to that life, it is not easy to kind of just keep things together. And like I said, and like we could learn from this, one small mistake, uh, one bad decision um, could really change the course of things and I think a way 
around that is, you know, who do you have around you? Who are your influences? Uh, who, who, who are the ones um, in your life that are going to challenge you and not just affirm everything that, that, you, that you do? Um, I think we see that a lot, especially in high school basketball. There are kids from a young age who don't have coaches around them that challenge them and they just kind of tell them and that they're great and they're going to be in the NBA. And then we see those guys, they get to college and, and then it's different. Or maybe they do well in college and get to the league and it just doesn't work out. And so my warning is against one access to excess, having more than you need. And then who's around you, who's challenging you, what friends do you have that are going to push against some of the things that you're doing that are kind of sketchy or who are the influences, the coaches, your, your parent or guardians that are going to say like, Hey man, that's not the way to go. Who, who, who do you have around you? That's going to do that. And I think those are just two things that we could apply to our lives um, that could, that we could take from this, that we could learn from this. Yeah. And I think, um, there are players who, I mean, let's face it. I mean, you know it, I know it. You were in high school. I was in high school. I mean, you know, there's a lot of players out there, all athletes that live in the fast lane and they're rolling, you know, zero consequences is their mind state to where, you know, you're, you're borderline invincible. And, um, you know, this is just another example for coaches in all sports, especially at the high school level to where, look, you know, high profile, um, it can change so fast, you know, whether it's something so basic as getting pulled over and having, you know, you know, alcohol or having, you know, some kind of substance in your car to, to the extreme, which was this, I mean, this is the absolute worst case scenario, Mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, now I'm sure it's just, it feels like a snowball. So just to see how all this plays out, but uh, again, Bottom line, it's just another something else coaches out there who do have high profile, not even high profile, but just any player, just life. Because, you know, bottom line, high school sports, basketball, it, it's life skills through the sport, life skills through football, life skills through baseball, et cetera. And, you know, here's, here's another example that any coach out there can use on the guys at the girls' side, plain and simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, I'm, I'm going to repeat it once again, like, Zayon, if you're if you if you get a hold of this show, man, like we are, I'm praying for you and I'm I'm pulling from you. Um, you know, I don't know if what we're talking about is exactly the way things went, but I think um, these are some good lessons um, to really just you know really put into practice and really just take take inventory of those who you have around you in your life that are really meaningful friendships or or mentors. Um, and then also look at your life and, and look at what, what you have around you is in, as terms of like, you know, clout or whatever that, you know, it just really isn't necessary that you might be putting more stock into that than you should. And, um, and yeah, so I, I think those are some good things to kind of just take away from, like you said, like a really just, you know, sucky situation, um, no the, doubt that a lot of players or a lot of people have just been kind of really floored by this. You know what? I, I, I think we've had some good conversation here. Uh, I think we've, we've talked and covered a lot. Um, and, um, you know, you hate to start off the new year with something so, um, you know, I guess morbid, but it's an important, it's, it's something important that happened. And I, I, I definitely wanted to, if someone could hear this and learn from it um, and, and be informed, um, that's more important to me than, um, you know, avoiding, avoiding a hard topic. Yeah, uh, for sure. Um, uh, like we say, this, it, it's, it's another example and, you know, you hate to see it within this circle, but, you know, life goes on and, and, you know, the lessons learned, this could help somebody out within the next tough situation that they go through. It's, you know, think twice out there. Absolutely. For sure. Well, Maddie, that, that kind of does it for our time here today. Uh, thank you for coming on. 
and and talking about um, a, a bunch of different stuff. We covered a lot of really good points today. And, um, man, I wish the best in 2021 for you, man. The same, same to you. Uh, anytime you know, I need a guest, I'm happy to fill in. This is a, it's always fun. It's uh, something I look forward to, whether it's uh, yourself or any other podcast. It's, it's just a lot of fun. I really enjoy it. Yeah, and, and before we, we, we end it here, um, why don't you let um, let the listeners know, one, where they could find you on social media, um, and also, guys, if, if you don't, if you didn't listen to the first episode, episode five that I've had uh, Maddie on, go back and listen to that. You learn a little bit more about him and what he does. Um, but yeah, well, any any projects coming up in twenty twenty one that the people should should know about, and also where where they could follow you. Uh, pretty much uh, all the uh, high school college basketball stuff is found on Twitter. That's uh, Maddie K three one. As far as projects and events. Uh, it's just one of those things where you just play it by ear. Um, I know there's there's things still going on out there, whether it's in Utah or Arizona or out, even out here in Southern California. You know, there's things still going on in Orange County and um, on the guys and the girls' side. So uh, I'm not sure where I'll be next, but it will be somewhere soon. And um, most of you, most of you guys will know once uh, once you see that first video up there, you can kind of put it all together. <laughs> All right, Maddie. Thank you once again for uh, for coming on. Absolutely. Thank you, Bryce. Thank you for tuning in to Episode 9 of Believe in High School Basketball. If you like the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify to be notified every Monday when an episode drops. Leave a review as well. I love feedback and want to know what you guys think of the show. You can also get updates on what's next for my show by following me on social at Bryce Broadcast on Twitter and Instagram. Also, give Maddie a follow as well. Happy New Year, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.